Triple M footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water. So many great moments. Oh, here we go. Thrill. So many thrills. Oh, hang on. So many spills. And we're underway. Triple M is proud to present. MG's Rugby League Rundown. And we are back. It feels like a lifetime ago that the two of us were here on MG's Rugby League Rundown together, MG. How are you, sir? I'm good, buddy. Yes, it does seem a while because um, obviously we had holidays a couple of weeks back and you went away. Where'd you go? I went camping on North Stradbroke Island. Oh, oh just you and the missus and two kids? And, yeah, and we took the rug, Rugrats camping. They loved it. Oh, they loved were, it. So there yeah. just, It was just the whale highway. There were dolphins everywhere. It was beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I, I spent my two weeks very similar. Just um, nestled into the, the the bat cave at Penrith, doing nothing. <laughs> you didn't get Which up to like... the ter- didn't get up to your second home of Terrigal. No, had like, had a, had a couple of speaking gigs on through it, and oh. and sometimes you just need to lay on the lounge and just do jack shit. How good that's the exactly lounge. what I did. That's exactly what I did. And, um, there's an MG so, yeah. shaped hole. There's a Homer Simpson style in- imprint <laughs> on the, the couch, pil- at the comp- the, especially on the pillow area. <laughs> <laughs> Same heads. Hey, look. Here's the thing. It's been a while, and yep. we're here on a Thursday. We're not looking backwards. We're putting no. we're putting round twenty in the rearview mirror. We're focusing in on round twenty-one. We're going to talk about the games ahead, but we there are some issues in the game, MG, that we need to we need to discuss. Where where do you want to start? Um. Well, I don't want anything to do with the the CBA. I don't want to talk about that today. That's that's not something I want to talk about. Can um, I have a little rant, just a tiny, not about the CBA hey, necessarily, just a little hey, thing on that to get started, right? You go. Let's just just before we do, just sure. look at this for sports tonight. If you don't, if you don't follow sport, what do you do? You've got the World Cup, of, oh. uh, the Women's World Cup. You've got the cricket, Ashes. Mm-hmm. You've got the footy on, and you've got the British Open in golf. <laughs> Spectacular! It's fantastic. It's awesome. I just want to have a very quick little rant. I'll keep this succinct. Anyone who's critical of players showing, and I'm talking to some media outlets here, anyone who's critical of players showing a bit of themselves when they play or off the field, the NRL right now has never been more underwhelming in these weeks with these players not speaking. Yep. And I, and that sucks. And I understand that's probably exactly what the Players Association wanted to achieve. Of course. But the NRL isn't suffering, it's the fans are. And, yep. and the biggest one for me is that the NRLW is suffering. This is the launch week. They start this weekend. Yeah, I know. No, no. And we, nobody knows anything. We haven't been able to tell any of the stories about these players or these clubs or this league because of this. And for Clint Newton and Andrew Abdo, both of them share the blame here, to allow this action to arrive at this part of the year on the eve of the NRLW season launch yeah. is shit. Because this is it's, it's allowing the most vulnerable member within the rugby league world, which is the NRLW. It's the newest thing. It's building, it's developing, it's growing. It's the most vulnerable aspect of this whole game in this country. For them to allow that to take the hit like that sucks. I hate it. I hate it. I, I agree. I, I agree. And I, you'd think there's got to be some collateral damage after this from from both sides. I mean, if it's taken 22 months or whatever it's taken to get this done, at, at current, the players are playing without a CBA. Mm. I, I, look, both men, you mentioned both men, Newton and Abdo, have got to yeah. have a real good look at themselves. I, I want to know where Pete Volandis is on this because I'm sure in Pete we trust. And if anyone can go into a, a negotiating room and, and flex his, his muscle, well, it's got to be Volandis, surely. Yeah, it's a good point, actually. Notice, yeah, anyway. Anyway, I, I know you don't want to talk about it. I just wanted to get that no, off my chest did, because <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> we just did. That's okay, but Hey, 
you want to look at the ladder because you've been doing some machinations, as you call them, and calculations, and you've got a very bold prediction. Well, let's let's kick it off with that. Okay, so you've got your little have you got your little ladder there? You've I've got my little ladder. ladder. Yeah, yeah. What do you need me to do? I just need you to go through this round of footy and do this. There's seven rounds of footy to go. I did it the other day on Mm -hmm. NRL website, and I come up with a top four that look like this: Penrith were number one. Yep. The Warriors were number two. You got the Warriors finishing second. South Sydney were number three. Ooh. And the Broncos were number four. That's a slide for the Bronx. Mm. That's a slide for the Bronx. I had so, power missing, missing out. Well, we've got seven rounds to go. Yep. And at the moment, you've got Panthers first, Broncos second, Storm in third, Raiders fourth, Warriors fifth, Sharks, Eels, Rabbits. That's your top eight. You've got the Rabbits rising all the way up to third. They have the easiest draw about uh, amongst all the, the teams vying for that top eight. They've got the and easiest so what, draw. What rounds, the out, what rounds out your eight if you've got Panthers Warriors, Rabbits, Broncos. What rounds yeah, I, out your eight? What are your five um, teams there? Well, I did it at work and I left a bit of paper at work. So <laughs> just by, do the, do, well, I, I'm going to guess the Raiders hold on. The Raiders are they're in the eight. And the, the Storm Sharks. hold on. Storm, Storm were fifth. I think the Raiders were seventh. Right. You've Maybe still the got Cowboys. the Sharks making it? Sharks. I had Sharks and Eels finishing on the same amount of points. Okay, so who's, so then which team sneaks in from outside the eight? Because at the moment you've got the Cowboys level on points with the Rabbitohs Cowboys. and the Eels. So Cowboys. you've got them coming into the eight. Cowboys will make the eight. Yeah, and then and it, think, you drop a game and, and a half back to the Knights and the Seagulls. And I think I think this game against the Cowboys and Eels this weekend is one of the biggest games of the year. Because well, I, think know, the, I think basically the loser – and look, the, the Cowboys have got a relatively – Easier draw than the Eels. Eels, I think, in, out of them teams in the eight who are vying for the top, you know, the top positions come September. I think Parramatta have a really hard draw, and, and given the fact that Campbell Gillard's out, Josh Hodgson's yeah. out, uh, Mike Sivo is out. He's he's that's four weeks. That's for a month. Um, that's a long time to be out the business end of the season. So mm. I think they're really going to miss them players, and the fact that Dylan Brown has just come back after a lengthy layoff as well. He's going to be, have a little bit of ring rust about him as well. So, yeah, I um, I don't like saying it because I know a lot of Eels fans like this podcast, but um, <laughs> I, have them, I have them just missing out, on, and unfortunately for you guys. Which I'm just doing a quick Google on the fly of yep. when was the last time somebody in a grand final the following year didn't didn't make finals oh. because it's an incredible fall from grace if it, if if that is what befalls the Eels this year. Um, they have it. They have had a wretched run of. You remember Sean Lane in the in the in the trials broke his jaw. Mm. Um, they yep. seem to have a wretched run of injuries this year. The Eels did, and and their depth yeah. isn't isn't as great as some clubs are. And I think and, that's where they they've lacked. And they 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 shouldn't have won last week. They were robbed. No, they no. they they robbed the Titans. They this. They were very lucky. Oh, the the fact that Graham Annesley fronted the media in his Monday morning meeting two weeks ago after the Dolphins beat. Yep the Titans on that penalty call and said how impressed he was, what a great, it was the right call, it was a brave call, it was great to see it called, and then turns up seven days later and says, it's disappointing that call didn't get made, and it happens to the same team on both sides, the Titans. It, it drove me nuts. Sorry. Yeah, well, I agree. I agree. The, the, the Titans should be sitting, you know, in the top, maybe in the top eight on 24 points, given that. They're sitting in 20. That was their season basically over. Now that Tino's... Yeah, they, they probably out. don't deserve to be playing finals, though, have they been going? I don't, I don't going think so. And I, I, you know what? I don't think the Sharks deserve to either, but I think they're going to. So just going back to your ladder prediction there, I love that you've gone and you've done the work on this, MG. How do you see the finals playing out then? So 
if we get so the first round final, uh, you'll see the Panthers take on the Broncos, Panthers at home, and you'll get the Warriors taking on the Bunnies in New Zealand. How good will that be for their fans across the Dutch? Um, I think they're a, I think they're a ten point better team over there. I just think that mm. given the build up at the moment, every game's a, a carnival. Every it's a festival. They're getting twenty five, twenty six thousand people. It's a full house. They're they're the, they're the talk of New Zealand, and so they should be. So they should be after the three years they've had. Um, you know, all the, the two years living out of a suitcase, and they finally get home, and now they're they're looking like the team that can can shock the world at the moment. And I think their coach Andrew Webster. Give him the coach of the year. Already give it to him. He's he's the way he's the, the way he recruited. I thought was astute. You know, Nickel Klotstad at the fullback has been awesome. Um, Barnett in the forwards. Um, I think there's another forward who who come from St George. Maybe Ford is there. Um, but I just think that what what he's done with Sean Johnson is is the story. Sean Johnson's got his game this year has gone next level, and that's. You didn't think you'd say that about him when he had that couple of years at the Sharkies. You thought, okay, mm. he's looking at the end and he'll probably go to the Super League and then, you know, have a good have a good retirement. But he's reinvented himself and the whole team is is pay, is, is feeding off off Sean Johnson and and Fanua Blake, my Lanta. What a what a season he's had this. <laughs> and Wade Egan, dummy half. Like they're, they're they're just all on the same page. And and that's very rarely you can say that about a a New Zealand New Zealand Warriors team because well, I think they made finals last time in maybe nineteen. No, that was the Knights in nineteen. I think. I th- mm. um, but the Warriors haven't made finals. I don't think for a while. But I think they I think they're destined for something special this year. I'm just. I'm also now. I'm doing more quick googling. Um, the last time a rookie coach took a oh. took a team to a grand final. Okay. I think Trent Robinson. Trent Robinson in 2013 maybe, yeah. won the comp. When the Roosters beat Manly, so it's been ten years. Was that Sonny Bills Williams' first year back? Uh, yes, SBW. No, and Trent Robinson was his first year. Twenty. That was his first year as coach. Twenty thirteen, wow. he arrived at Bondi Junction. So him and Sonny Bill both arrived at the same Turned time. Turned up, to create some magic. Uh, and look, and here, but here's the thing: uh, you could you could argue. Andrew Webster is a bit Trent Robinson-esque in, in really low yeah. profile. Doesn't have a lot about him. But they haven't had a Sonny Bill Williams turn up. No. They haven't had a Sonny Bill Williams land at the Warriors. I, and so you've got them running. Okay, so how does the finals play out? What's your grand final right now? Penrith and Warriors. Wow. Yep. Because I, the way I had it, had it, you know, the way I, I kind of thought it was going to go was I think they'll get back to um, – Warriors playing Rabbitohs twice in that final run home mm. and beating them twice. <sighs> so it's a lot of things got to happen before it happens, obviously, but um, I just like the way they're playing. I, I think it's a fairy tale that we'd all love to see. I think South Sydney are in that. Now that they've got these players back this weekend um, from injury and suspension and Latrell and Jai Arrow and Campbell Graham and... Um, they look like a, f- a formidable well, Cody, outfit. Cody Walker's Cody, the one well, too. Cody Walker playing the way he is, and, and Cookie back from Origin as well. So they're they're the dark horse as well. Um, I think with Jack White going there next year, I think about I that. think next I think next year could be the year. I think it could be this year. I just think the way Penrith's playing at the moment, I, I can't really see anyone. <laughs> Someone can beat them. Of course, they can beat them. But, uh, at but the they moment, deserve to be. Their, they deserve their, to be favourites. Their defence is just what's. When you know when you're a rugby league player and you know that your fitness and your your strategies and and everything you've done at training 
is playing out on the on the game and it's working mm-hmm. for you, it just gives you confidence. And when you lose a player like Billy Kikau and and someone like a um, uh, Liam Martin is in your side as well. It's you know to to fill that fill that void that Billy Kikau left. It's 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 sobering. You know, Targo Tago, who's in the centres. Look at the season he's having. It just seems to be the next next man up. We talk. Roosters talk, spoke a lot about it when they went back to back about the next man up. Um, and I think Penrith is the same thing at the moment. It's just whoever comes up next seems to know exactly what they're doing. They know the drill, and they, they do it with aplomb. So it's uh, it's going to be hard for someone to beat the Panthers, I must confess. They're, and we've talked about this over the years. It, it's defence wins comps. The best defensive of team of is, is usually holding the trophy at the end of the year. And it yep. is night and day. It is it is Panthers first, daylight second. They, are, they have conceded through 17 uh, games. They've conceded 218. The next yep. best... Is the Broncos who have played one more game? Who three hundred and twenty-one? So there's a hundred points differential with a game in hand, obviously. But it, it is it is night and day uh, for the Panthers. Their defence is is outstanding. I mean, just look at a team like the Knights who can score points. They put sixty-six on the Bulldogs a couple of weeks back, yeah. but they've also leaked three hundred and sixty-five. Their differential is only forty positive forty-two. So, well, let's not forget in all this discussion as well about who can win comps and not they. There's a stat that's going around that most everyone who knows rugby league knows about it. Mm-hmm. If you get point, 50 points scored on you that season, you can't win the comp. Mm. Well, in that top eight, there's already been two teams who have had 50 scored on them. Raiders? You know who they are? No. Who? You just mentioned one. The Sharkies. They've had 50 put on them, yeah. And the Cowboys. The Cows. You, yep. uh, you, there is a little part of me that is, it's not cheering against the Cows, but... If if you recall, at the beginning of the season, I did make a fairly bold prediction yes. that they'd miss five. <laughs> well, your your statement looked profound after six or seven weeks, cause, <laughs> and they'd be sitting in the top four if they they didn't hiccup on the, on yeah. the way. Because they, I think that's what's what's going to stop them from making any dent this year. Because you can't start the season like that and hope to yeah. other other clubs fall over because they simply won't towards the end they're, of the year. They're taxi ride. They're creeping up slowly. Right. Let's <laughs> let's just. Let's just get into the tipping because there we've got. I've got some other talking points, but we'll get to them yeah, as we arrive at the games tonight. Look, on paper it's a bludger. You got yeah. two teams that have got seven wins between them for the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Dragons taking on West Tigers in Wollongong. There's only one State of Origin player out there tonight in Ben Hunt. And he doesn't want to be there. This yep. this game has is it's the wooden spoon battle, but. I, is. This is much more severe and serious for the West Tigers, in my opinion. MG, how do you see it? Yeah, I, I think the, I think if the Tigers get the wooden spoon again two years in a row, we're going to see a lot more drama coming from them than the Dragons, who have already got rid of the coach. They've got, you know, Flanagan coming there, so they've got a little bit more um, leeway, if you if mm. you will. Um, Tor- Terrell Sloan's back tonight. Jacob Little, Ben Hunt returned from the Dragons. Wanofaluma returns, and Dane Laurie will slot in number six. Um, what's been going on Tigerland at the moment? When you've got the head of recruitment in Scott Fulton um, not getting on with the head coach in Benji Marshall, mm. well, it's it's concerning. You know, it's, it's, then you've got the, the young uh, brothers overnight, Finu brothers. Mm. Um, they've both agreed the terms, which is fantastic for the um, fantastic for the Tigers because you know they they needed they needed something good. They needed they needed a win, and that's that's the kind of little win they've got. Um, they're Samuela and Latu Finu, uh, both signed four year deals and. I'll join the the Tigers with their brother, who is uh, I think over there as well at the moment. So, 
Sometimes when you're getting battered and battered, and they've lost, what have they lost, six games in a row, the Tigers, um, it's just a, man, it's it's hard to get out of the funk. It really is. And, Are there too many cooks at the at the Tigers? Oh, like, as I in, because, so. oh, yeah, yes. When you look at the finger pointing that's being done yes. in the media and, and by all and sundry and Lee Hadja Patel is turning up in his fedora and all the rest of that, but when you got Lee in charge of the of the board, who's a very powerful and influential figure, uh, Justin Pascoe is the CEO who we know how sort of, I guess. Look, I think Lee's doing the job he has to do. Of course. Lee's, try, Lee's trying to shield him, shield the club and he's trying to be the yep. battering ram. Yep. He's saying, well, if you're going to throw the ball, it's thrown at me. I think I think Pascoe has to be more transparent. I want to hear more from him. I want to. He's been I, look, very noticeably been, quiet. Yeah, he's been. He has been, and I want to hear more from him. I, um, Timmy Sheens, who I who I regard and love actually, because he was the first guy to give me my first grade jersey. Mm. Um, I've got a lot of respect for him. I know how good he, of an operator he is, but. Um, and he's, you know. but and I, and I think that's and that's I think that's what I'm wondering is if you, you the respect you have for Tim Sheens and the respect that Tim Sheens would have across the board with a playing group and and past players as well is such that it would be hard if Justin Pascoe is making decisions or Lee Hadjah Patelis is making decisions it would be hard for people to not go but well hold on what does Tim Sheens think because he's Tim Sheens and his opinion yeah. matters. And so you've got these three influential figures. Then you add into the fact you've got two club legends in Robbie Farrow and Benji Marshall sitting in the coaching box. Yeah, it's almost it's and Dave, it, and Dave Ferner. You know, it's it's like it's like someone Dave walking Ferner's into there. a state of origin. You know, an autograph hunter walking into a state of origin room, going, "Where do I start? Who should I listen to?" Yeah, there's so many people that I respect and value their opinion in here. Well, compare them to the Warriors. We we don't hear from them. Their coach Andrew Webster. We don't. We, like it's just a you know and fair enough they're in New Zealand and but we you always hear more about a club that are struggling, it's just the way it is you know right. the teams that are flying have no dramas they they skip into training, <laughs> um, you know teams that are you know teams that are struggling drag their cap behind them in the training by the tail and going oh here we go again, it's just not a good place to be and then tonight but they can they can erase all that yeah. because the team that wins tonight all of a sudden has a oh. has a swagger about them and and I. I don't know who's going to win this game. But what the best thing that came out of the Tigers this year has been Jareem Buller. I think that oh, yeah. the fact that they've unearthed this young fullback who's a franchise player. Um, you can build teams around a guy like him. He's he's such a good player. Um, yeah, look, the the new guys tonight, um, Coruscant, Clemmer, and Papalihi and Bateman uh, need to do something. They need to need to get this team over the line some way. They need to win. They need to win more than I can think of, the, of a team Who in wins? the history of the NRL. Who wins? <sighs> I think because Ben Hunt's back, I think I, I I lean towards the Dragons. It's yeah, it's, it is a toss of the coin. Going to be a great game though. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the the bludger that a lot of people are predicting. Oh no, no, this... no, I'll, I'll, no! It's going to, I'm going to have a vested interest in it. I'll, I'll, this... These desperation games are some of the best games you can ever watch. Then the footy just keeps getting better because then Friday night, oh. Warriors Raiders New Zealand. It's five, It's fifth v fourth, and for a team, MG, you've got rising up to finish second at the end of the regular season. Again, another really, really good game of footy on the way. Corey Horsburgh comes back into the Raiders' side after getting a taste of origin. Yep. Papali'i is back in as well for them. They're, they're a better-looking side this week, but they come up against a red-hot Warriors team at home. Yeah, they do, and there's been some surprising elements. We, we spoke about the Warriors earlier, and we spoke about Clockstag and Dallin Wattini, Zelaznak, having the best season of his career. Um, Marcelo Montoya is one of the hardest wingers to tackle. 
The one surprise for me has been young Luke Metcalf, and I don't know whether we spoke about, where we spoke about him. You loved him hour. at the Sharks. You picked him yeah. out as a player to watch, yeah. I reckon, about four years ago at the yeah. sh- uh, went on the rush hour. Yeah, that's what that's what he was. That's yeah. And then he went. He's been playing his trade with Newtown for the last couple of seasons, and then he got his opportunity alongside Sean Johnson. He hasn't let it go. He's just been what he's been awesome. He's really he's very quick. He's nimble. He's a good defender. Um, but then you look up front with Fanua Blake and Jackson Ford was the other one that I spoke of who went over from Dragons and mm. uh, Neo Cora from the Eels. Forgot about him as well. So when you, I tell you who's been, I tell you who's been the probably the most surprising player for the Warriors this year. It's Dylan Walker. He has been an unbelievable asset to this club. He's he's shown a a, a real um, edge of of experience, and and it's it's paying off. He comes on, he doesn't make any mistakes. He's a great link. He runs hard. He tackles hard, and he can fill a link anywhere. He can play he, basically. If you look at the, the, the rugby league team, he could play hooker, he could play second row, he could play lock, he could play half, five eight, center, winger, fullback. So he's such a versatile utility. That it's a, a fantastic have when you've got him on the bench with Mitch Barnett, it's a, it's a formidable. But Bailey Siren can't even make the seventeen, who I really rate. So saying that, um, the Warriors have everything to lose tonight because or tomorrow night because they're playing on home deck and the Raiders who are sitting comfortably in fourth, they beat the Warriors over there and all of a sudden we, we're talking about the Warriors next week as that Smokey that you know who could come from anywhere. But I think mm. the Warriors, I think the Warriors will win this game. Just quickly on Dylan Walker, I'm going to get a little bit Ryan Girdler on you. Yep. You talk about people, the environment shaping the people, the way the the people, environments can shape the person you can become. Oh, and no doubt. Dylan Walker's talent is what put him on the radar when he was with Manly and got him into those rep sites. Yep. And then he, he kind of, he lost his way. Yeah. And now he's he's got out of the fishbowl of Sydney. Mm-hmm. And his football's benefiting. And I imagine if you ask Dylan Walker, and I'm guessing here, but I imagine if you ask Dylan Walker if he's a happier person now, it, it would be a, a resounding yes. And as a result, he's a better football player. Well, sometimes we look back at COVID, and in, in particular the Warriors, who, you know, it's well documented what they had to go through. But sometimes that could have been a little blessing in disguise because they got players from Sydney who wouldn't ordinarily gone to New Zealand. Yep. And then when they were... When they were in camp with them at the at Terrigal at the Star of the Sea and stuff, they started to look at the, how good this organisation was and, and they bought into it. Now I think it's not going to be a, 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 any a job at, at all to try and get a team, a player across to the Warriors. I think that nope. they'll be lining up to try and get there because I think they've got their shit, in, their shit together and I, yeah. it's a really good team to watch. Aussie, Aussie teams are probably going to have to start paying a, a tax, uh, a <laughs> don't-go-home tax to keep Kiwi players as well, uh, the talented ones. So... Um, <laughs> then we roll in as if footy can't get any better on Friday night. You go from that game into wow. game of the round. Rabbitohs, Broncos, but the Rabbitohs essentially ushering in a brand new 17. How about these yep. for ins? Cam Murray, Campbell Graham, Cody Walker, Damien Cook, Hame Sele, Jacob Pose, Jai Arrow, uh, Jed Cartwright's in the, uh, amongst the reserves, but uh, Kalamatangi and Latrell Mitchell. Uh, wow. that, is, that is bringing in your A-grade squad. Uh, look now, the Broncos... They bring some no slouches. They get Pat Carrigan, Payne Haas, and Reese Walsh back. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, look, it's if this game was in Sydney, I'd say Rabbitohs by 14, 16 points. But as we know, the World Cup has taken precedent over the NRL, so that means that the Rabbitohs haven't got the uh, the Acor Stadium to play out of, or mm. so they've got to play basically on the road. And this this game is in the Broncos' backyard. 
on the Sunshine Coast. Yep. So for that reason, I'm picking the Broncos to win. Tipping the Bronx. Yep. Wow. Yep. Okay. That's a that is going to be a great game. Gets a little bit less relevant when we get to Saturday afternoon. The Titans coming off a couple of uh, robberies, uh, sitting twelfth. But quickly before you make your tip for this game, they take on the Roosters Seabus Stadium Saturday afternoon. The Roosters slide into a rev- irrelevancy this season is a, is a storyline for me because this is a team that's never irrelevant, and yet you look at moments throughout this season. The dropping of Sam Walker, the signing of Joseph Suali to rugby. Oh, that's, that started all. That started. It, what, what should have happened? Okay, what should have happened when? And this is hindsight, because we don't, we didn't envisage them being uh, sitting in fourteenth position after twenty rounds. We didn't see that coming. A lot of most experts thought they'd be in the grand final with Penrith. Um, I think the Suali thing was the trigger that started the season because I think straight away when you're telling someone that you're going to sign with another code. Mm. And you're you're going, to, you're going to be there in two years' time, as if that's going to as if that's really going to cut the mustard. Like, come on, I'm, I, straight away, they should have cut ties with him and said, "Mate, you got, you got to go now." It's, mm-hmm. You know, you sign with another code. It's not you're not signing with the, the Rabbitohs in two years. It's you're signing with with the Rugby Union. Which every time they mention your name now, you're giving our rival code a, a, a nudge or, yeah. or a little bit of a step up. It's just and it's affected the, the it has affected the Roosters. Then you throw in the Sam Walker. Then you throw in, you know, some injuries and suspensions. Then you throw in um, the cheese not being the player he was in Melbourne, but which I don't think many of us thought he would be that player in Melbourne because he's got Harry Grant to rub, you know, run slingshot with. It's it's a lot different setup. Um, so things haven't gone their way, and that happens. The Hargraves and, and Radley being out for suspended times, and um, <clears throat> it's yeah. they've got. They've basically got three blokes, okay? They've got James Tedesco and Joseph Manu and Joseph Swale. He all want to be fullbacks, all want, to, all want the ball at the same time. So you've got to look at recruitment. You've got to look, and for me saying that about the Roosters, I, <laughs> like you've got to look why, why and where and how this all happened. There's got to be a, they've got to be a little bit of an investigation into the Roosters because as you said at the top of this chat with them, they're never a team that we look at and go and scratch our heads about. They're just... Ever since you know, probably Robinson's been there since 2013, they've been a team that's that's been in the hunt. When was the there. last time? When was the last time? Remember. With seven rounds to go, the Roosters didn't matter. They don't matter. They don't matter can't. this season anymore. No. no. The, mo- the, the most they can do is be an upset and 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 make yeah. life difficult, like the Bulldogs have done the last couple of years. Make life difficult for a would-be finalist. That's that's yep. all the Roosters that's can contribute can for the rest of this season. So yep. it's remarkable. But oh, you know who I'd be really interested to chat with and. It's probably not the right time to be for media mobs to be trying to lock down a great interview, but I'd be fascinated to chat with Boyd Cordner just to get yeah. his take on on rugby league at the moment. He's always, I mean, the respect. He's a bit like you, MG, in the way that the, his his peers respect him. Um, not only in the state of origin arena, but at club level, and he's still involved with the Roosters. I'd be fascinated just to get an honest appraisal from Boyd of how he sees rugby league at the moment. Well, I think Both, Brett Morris is there in the coaching staff as well. Bmos as well. So maybe something you can chase up with me. Oh. On the no. Brecky Show. Uh, no. Right. Saturday, Arvo, Knights, Storm. We talked about the point-scoring ability of the Knights, but they come up against a Storm side that quietly, ever so quietly, has just got to third on the ladder. Yeah. Um, after that uh, disappointing loss to the Panthers, um, was it Panthers who beat them a couple of weeks ago? Was it Panthers who beat Melbourne? I don't know. Oh, this, this origin thing in the middle of the year just <laughs> rattles my brain. 
<laughs> it goes for eight weeks. You just don't know who's playing where and what's going. Thankfully, now we've got seven weeks to go, and you we can know focus. That we can focus. Um, all I know is that Melbourne are a dangerous team, and look, all I know is that round Melbourne, eighteen loss to the Panthers, thirty four sixteen at home. That's the one. Mm-hmm. Um, all I do know is that if they started the season better than Newcastle Knights and Caelan Ponga was in every game, they would be in the top eight. They'd be entrenched yeah. in the top eight because the way he's playing since he's come back from the, the visit to Canada where, where he went and got his head looked at, and mm-hmm. he's been a different player. He's been the player that should be on the $1.5 million a year that he's on. Mm. Um, and I think those around him are feeling the, feeling the love as well. So they're, they are, they're the danger team of the season. I don't think they'll make the eight the Knights, but I think – this is a danger type, a danger game for the Melbourne Storm because they play with a lot of energy um, at their home deck, and it's a five thirty of an afternoon. And it's it's just on you know on, on dusk, and yeah, it's it's going to be a, a tough game for the the Melbourne. Storm. I think they'll prevail. I think they'll win, but I, I don't know um, how much by. I don't maybe a, a four points. Question without notice: Can you remember a, a state of origin series where three players? have three high-note players that are locks for state of origin have have opted out. Like, we basically, not opted out, that might be a harsh way to describe it, but basically, Luttrell, Jack Whiten, and Caelan yeah. Ponga, to all, all some extent, I mean, Jack Whiten, the extreme of, I'm well, retiring, Whiten, I'm not doing Whiten, it anymore. Whiten, number one, yeah, then it'd be number two, would be Caelan. Caelan. Then, the, then number then, three would be Luttrell, because Luttrell he was Luttrell was injured, but, but also still. kind of said, don't. Yeah. Came out and said, "It's just it's, and and not for a second am I saying that state of origin is le- less important than it ever has been." Well, I think these players know exactly what origin you have to go through in origin. You got to have your head mm. in the exact right spot. You got to have your body in the exact right spot. And if you haven't, it's no point even putting your hand up. You got to you can't you can't be found out in the origin arena. It's the biggest yeah. arena to be found out on. Uh, another ripping game coming up Saturday night. The wow. Cowboys at home hosting the Parramatta Eels. Uh, Parramatta. Look, I, I still think Gutho, I still think there's a, I, I saw it last week when they beat the Titans, Superman Gutho with the match-winning try. That was, that's that's a bloke who had to sit on the bench for uh, 77 minutes of State of Origin and watch. And, and that and that grand. was. He's still got his 30 grand. <laughs> so don't, don't, grand feel sorry. Don't, feel, don't feel too sorry for him. <laughs> no, but that was, I saw it with AJ Brimson after game two, who was the 18th man for Queensland. He came out that weekend against the Broncos and was outstanding. And it's that, uh, the theory I put to Liesl and Dobbo up here was that I imagine being in the Origin Arena and having all that adrenaline build up and nowhere to put it, nowhere to release it. Yeah. You then go back to Clubland and I'm like, I am, I've it's like you know, like you found a the the star on Mario Kart, and you just you're just ready to burn. And I think Clint might still have some of that in the engine locker for this game. Um, but it's going to be tough with the Cowboys playing much better footy at home. Yeah, especially at home. And um, I think uh, my son, who loves Supercoach, told me that Scott Drinkwater en- uh, enters rare air because he's now a million dollar player on Supercoach. Oh, congratulations, Scotty! He, joined, he joins some illustrious company. So he's, he'd, he'd look, like he's it if been. that. He'd like it if that transferred to his actual paper. <laughs> yeah, he would. Um, but he got yeah. the origin experience too. Freddie yeah. brought him in, got it, gave yeah. him a taste of it in game three. They were good against Manly last week. I thought Manly might have beaten them. I thought they might have come down. Uh, then I didn't realise they had Tamalalo and Cotter on the bench and they brought them on. And once they come <laughs> on the field, there was never going to be anything but a, a Cowboys victory. And um, Parramatta are going to be in this game because they've got a quality team and they've got a quality coach. But I just think at the moment they're, tr- they're – 
there's too many. There's too many down. Look, if you look at their mm. their uh, interchange or their injuries and suspension, Campbell Gillard suspended, Dylan Brown suspended, Sevo suspended, Hodgson out for the season with a neck injury. There's four players that if they're in yep. the team, they make a massive, massive difference. Mm-hmm. But they're not. Um, one player I've got to give a big tick on uh, pat in the back to is Bryce Cartwright. Yes. I think he's been awesome this year. I, I he think has. he's just he's. It's kind of the light bulb's gone off in Bryce's head, and he's gone. You know what? I don't have to set up a try every time I, get, I run the ball. Mm. I can just I can run the ball as hard as I can, get to my knees and my elbows, play the ball yep. quick, and we're going to score the next ruck after it. Yep. And you don't have awesome. to win. You don't have to win it with every play. Um, no. And for a guy who who talk about a, a roller coaster ride in rugby league, he's he's been on it. Um, and to see him now find a home with with Parramatta, um, yep. yeah, you got to you got to applaud him. Uh, you tipping Cowboys. I'm thinking Cowboys, yes. All right. I know you'll tip the Panthers against the Dogs on Sunday yep. afternoon at Penrith. In the Billy Kickout Cup. In the Billy Kickout Cup. Um, look, Brian, all the, the origin players come back in for the Panthers. Toto, Yo, Martin, Cleary. Oh, Cleary's back from injury in Crichton. Yep. Where, where, where is this dog side at? It feels like a it feels like a jigsaw puzzle that it is. you know it is a that they puzzle. kind of keep adding pieces to and no one actually knows what the finished picture is. I, I couldn't agree. That's you've put it perfectly. They they brought a young kid down from to be halfback from from Queensland. They they're trying to sign another halfback. Um, who the, who the, who's out this week? By the way, Toby Sexton's out of the side. Kyle Flanagan's halfback this week. Who's going to another club? Um, I yeah I. For the life of me, I don't know. They haven't got an identity yet, have they? They haven't got their own identity. They've got that. They're not the dogs of war who used to be. They're they're not not, not much better than they were last year with a lot better team. So who's, who's turning up next year? Who's who's on the cards to arrive next uh, Stephen, year? Steve Steve Crichton. Um, okay. From the from the Panthers. But, but that's and it. There's, and there's one other. I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. The front, I can't think. The I mean, the, the thing for me is that is the halfback. It's it's a uh, it's who's yeah. That's it. You know that's, a, that, that's, a, that's, that, that's the one that feels like it will reveal to Cam Serrato and Gus Gould. This is what the team is. This is what the finished jigsaw puzzle is meant to look like. And, and look, and you got to cut them some slack because kick out their major signing in the offseason hasn't played since round four. Yep. Um, <clears throat> you know, you got when you when you got your, your main strike weapon out of the team, it's it's very hard to impose their will on a team. So. Um, Matt Burton and, and Kiki up, back, up against their old team is going to be worth the price of admission alone this weekend. Corey Woodell as well, who was a Penrith yep. junior, playing lock forward. So I think the Panthers win, but I don't think it's going to be a flogging. I, I no. honestly don't. I don't. I don't think the odds um, show any respect to exactly what this <laughs> game's going to, to be. Fifteen to one. A dollar, a dollar two Penrith and fifteen to one dogs. And you just what I what I what I'm confident in is that um, the Panthers home crowd will. Um, cheer, kick out, and, and Burton back onto the park, which is you know these are oh, these yeah. are premiership winning players for your club. So oh, yeah, it'd be great to see them. Open arms. Last game of the round, Sharks Dolphins have got the bye, so it's Sharks taking on the Seagulls. It's the Battle of the Beaches, and the, it's the Sharks who who ring the changes and bring back a host of players. And uh, look, it's not Manly are still in the hunt for a final spot, so they'll never give up. And as long as DCE's out there with the captain's armband, yeah. they're a chance. The Sharks really need to show up, though. They they almost need to make a statement that they are worthy of a spot in the eight in this game. Well, they have an appalling record um, against the top eight teams in the last three or since 2020. I think they've won eight out of 31 or something. Uh, teams against the top, uh, in teams with the top eight. So that's it's not they've got to start beating the you know not just the lesser lights. They've got to beat the teams that are above them on the ladder. And I think this mm. year they've only done it once or twice. So. Um, 
Yeah, Manly, look, they come out of the blocks really well against uh, the Cowboys last week, and I thought, oh, we've got a game on our hands here, ladies mm. and gentlemen. <laughs> but um, as I said before, Tamalolo and Cotter come on the on the field, and that was basically good night. Um, if I look at the Sharks team now, that obviously that's that left hand defence where Talakai and Matty Moreland were is where um, Fitzgibbon is is concerned. That's why he's bringing um, a, a Tracy and. Um, a young bloke called Jesse Calhoun um, playing his second game, I think, or yeah, second game of the yeah. season. Um, so yeah, look, it's Dale Finucane's back as well. He didn't play last week. Um, he's back from suspension, so that's a massive in. He's a bit of a heartbeat for that team, and I expect a better performance from Nico Hines as well. He had a very quiet game against the Cowboys. You was feel the Cowboys like last week it was the yeah. Sharks you feel who they play last week? The Sharks Warriors. That's right. They got their pants pulled down from the Warriors. It feels like we're due for a big Nico game. Yeah, it does. Feels like after he's, don't forget he's gone through a lot of emotion with Origin as well. Absolutely. You know he played Absolutely. that twelve minutes. He then wasn't picked, and then everyone's saying he should be picked, and then his performance over Origin wasn't enough to say we'll go back into the team. Let's, mm. Um, and last week against uh, the Cowboys up there, he was kind of unsighted. So this is yeah, you're right. This Sunday, four o five p.m. Um, great game to bring back all the funk. All right, there you are. It's great to be back here with you, MG, talking some footy. Um, quickly, before we say goodbye, uh, my wife and kids went out last weekend and watched uh, your brother do his best work coaching the Currumbin Eagles. Ah. Went out to watch Currumbin Chugan, the local uh, yes. the local rivalry the on the Goldie. The, the Red, Red and Whites. Yeah. Alana. I think, I think Maddie might be doing something with the NRLW side of the Titans as well. Oh, is he? Oh, I think so. Fantastic. Well, I don't speak much. <laughs> I see him at school drop-off in the morning. I'll say hello to you for you next time. Yeah, say hello to my brother for me. We're kind of like we're like ocean, we're like ships in the ocean. We just pass each other by, and he knows I love him. All right, brother. I'll let you go. Enjoy the weekend of footy. We'll talk to you next week. See you, champion. Triple M Footy lives on listener. Thanks to McDonald's and Ream Hot Water.